Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Physically very gifted, 
But I, on both ends, offense and defense, I really have questions about his uh, IQ on the basketball court as far as making decisions on when to try to block shots, when to leave the ground, uh, when to take shots, the types of t- shots he takes. There's lots of question marks as far as I'm concerned for the game of James Wiseman. Uh, on top of that, while he's uh, in some aspects he's athletic, uh, at times I feel like he just isn't fast enough. Uh, at least uh, what we saw in the college game, obviously. And now you're talking, we're going to jump him up to the NBA level, and that that brings uh, other question marks, obviously, uh, two things. Now, again, physically, athletically, uh, the size, you know, his height, he's got a seven foot uh, six wingspan. So you're talking about a guy that should be able to do many, many good things at the next level. But when you watch his games in college, there's definitely some red flags. Uh, you're talking about he had issues finishing dunks in certain games. Um, whether he was in the right position as far as defense or offense. A lot of times he doesn't seem to understand spacing, whether it's in transition or just during an, during the half-court sets. Uh, he would clog the lane, get in players' ways. And overall, I would say, on the court was just a, a negative. And, and that's something to watch for. There's lots of things about his game that, that to me, are, are just not there yet. Now, granted, he's very young, so you, you've got time to grow into that. But this idea that we're going to take that a team should take him in the top five, I think, is crazy. Uh, fifteen to twenty, I get it, um, and you could maybe convince me ten to fifteen. Uh, but I just think there's other prospects that make more sense. A much higher floor. Again, Wiseman's got probably a pretty high ceiling. Uh, in fact, uh, I was listening recently to Sam Vazzini talk, and he mentioned how uh, that's a guy that could he in the end be like an All NBA defender, or could he turn into like a Rudy Gobert type player? I think that's possible. But the other thing I'll mention about Sam is uh, he talked about the potential for him to be able to hit three-pointers. We haven't really seen that yet consistently, and so that's more of a uh, down-the-road type situation. That's not part of where he's at right now, at least from what I've seen. Now, I watched a video recently, ESPN, and it was uh, featuring Mike Schmitz and Adrian Wojnarowski. Adrian Wojnarowski talked about seeing him hit threes in a workout, and then Mike Schmitz uh, was beaming. Uh, He's been covering him since about... uh, I guess for the last three or four years, uh, I think since he was around 15 years old, Mike Schmidt's been kind of uh, watching and scouting his game, and he's all in on this guy. The team that he really seemed to like, now granted, this was an interview from around February 20th, so it's not like this was yesterday, but he's talking about how he felt that the Warriors would be a great fit uh, for Wiseman and what he brings to the table. Maybe, maybe that's possible. Uh, another guy that I've, I've heard people talk about with the Warriors would be a guy like Obi Toppin. Uh, there's there's different issues there, but as far as the Wolves are concerned, I don't get the love for Wiseman. And there's a lot of Wolves fans that are all in on this guy, and I think that's crazy. Number one, center position has gone the way of the running back in the NFL. It's just not as important. It's a very replaceable position. Very replaceable, if you ask me. Now, the Wolves also, I think, are very set at that position and have one of the only elite centers in the league as far as just uh, what he's able to bring you on the court. I mean, so elite offensively, and you still hope that Carl Towns can figure it out on the defensive end. I personally think he can. Uh, physically, obviously, he has the traits to do it. A lot of it's going to be uh, a mental game, I think, just maybe understanding things a little more on that end. But regardless, that's an elite player. Now you're talking Nas Reed, who, by the way, I would say from start to finish of this season, Nas Reed has made leaps and bounds on the defensive end. Not an elite defender by any means. Uh, I'm not even sure if he's average. But he was legitimately terrible to start the season, and we've seen strides, whether it's trying to take charges, 
whether it's his ability to do what my favorite thing is on the defensive end to watch from uh, the larger and the bigger centers is uh, elbows to ears, straight up and down, trying to uh, defend without fouling. He's gotten much better at that. Unfortunately, you don't see that necessarily in the numbers because he gets called for a lot of really ticky-tack or BS fouls that I think uh, really uh, hurt his game on that end. But I think he's better than people give him credit for. So you're talking about a position that you really don't need another player at. But deep enough in the draft, are you going to take him just based on the potential that's there? I think of course you would. What we're doing this week is pack prospect. What if we had grabbed James Wiseman in this draft? Now, one thing I will add to this is kind of what we'll start off like this. There's things that have already happened. We're in the year 2024 in this simulation. So we've already simulated out a few years. Uh, It's been mostly uh, negative. Um, He... The first time we made the playoffs with James Wiseman, we were the one seed, and we lost to the eight seed in the first round. We then, um, I think we made it again as the four seed, lost again in the first round. So we've uh, we've had a mixed bag. But in 2023, so uh, or sorry, the 23-24 season, we did win the championship. In fact, we did something that no other prospect has done so far, and that is go undefeated in the playoffs. 4-0 in round one, 4-0 sweep in round two, 4-0 sweep in the conference finals, and a 4-0 sweep in the finals. Now, let's get this into perspective. Let's take a look at the roster right now. Point guards, we have D'Angelo Russell, Mo Long, Patrick Beverly, who we just picked up, and then our two-way prospect, Stacey Watkins. You have uh, shooting guards uh, is where we're, we're into a little bit of a bind right now, and that's just because, guess what? We lost Malik Beasley in the offseason. We could not afford to hold on to him. And unfortunately, it's a position where we have literally no one right now that's listed as an actual shooting guard as their first position. But we have a number of guys listed as shooting guards as their secondary position, and they have the size to play the two and the three. And that would be at our small four. We have Josh Okoge. We have Devin Vassell, or as we call him, Devin Vassell, because the game does not allow us to put his name in correctly. We have Ade Lawal. Uh, a young prospect as well. Very good. All of them have position flexibility. And then you go to the power forward position. We have J.P. Evans, Aaron Gordon, which we did trade for Aaron Gordon. Uh, we haven't really invested anything into him. It was one of those things where we were going to lose Juancho Hernan Gomez. We needed someone on the team to fill that position. We drafted him, or sorry, we traded for him, and we've drafted a number of players around him. So we also have Drew Jackson, Kyle Willis, and then Omaha Baloo, and actually Ron Nance. So we have a lot of guys that are at that spot. And a couple of those guys do have the position flexibility to play the three as well. And then you have, of course, at center, James Wiseman. We also have McCurr Maker, who has turned out to be a pretty good prospect. And then you have Dante Clark, who is our two-way prospect. So that puts it, and guess what the name you did not hear there? That's right, Carl Anthony Towns is no longer on the team. Not by any uh, thing we did. We offered him, no joke, five years, $200 million. And he turned it down to go somewhere else. And so you're talking about... One of the other issues, or one of the issues we talked about earlier, I guess, but down the road, what's going to happen with Carl Towns? If you draft James Wiseman and you start investing in him, uh, could that you know, bring some hard feelings there? W- what does Carl Towns say when he goes, well, I've put all this time into this, this um, organization, and now you're going to draft another center uh, that high in the draft? I just think that's the wrong message to send. Now, we're talking about players that maybe fit the bill. Obviously, we have D'Angelo Russell, and... Some of the top prospects are guards. I think there's flexibility in those guys, though. Whereas James Wise, that's the position that he's going to be playing. There's no, uh, there's no changes that can be made there. There's no flexibility. And so that 
is uh, exactly where we're at with James Wiseman. We'll jump right in. Again, we are the defending champions uh, coming into this 2024-2025 uh, season. Uh, we'll take a look. We also, during this, um, during this pack process, we have lots of other things to touch on as far as the Wolves and the general NBA are concerned. I saw something in Bleacher Report recently where they were talking about how there's definitely some pessimism, more so now than there was before. Maybe the season does not happen. Uh, I personally hope they find a way to get things uh, able to finish. Not the regular season, because I think it's pretty safe to say that's not going to happen. But as far as the playoffs are concerned, it'd be nice to see some sort of a, a playoff. I know one thing they've talked about is the, the bubble idea. And I think the bubble idea could work. You've got to find the right place. Uh, the rumor has been they've talked about maybe a Las Vegas because you've got all that room, obviously, as far as hotels are concerned. I think it could work. The key thing that people keep bringing up is, well, there's so many people you have to worry about. There's so many faculty, the players, all their coaches. To me, I don't think that's an issue. Uh, we talked about this, I think, maybe last week's episode, but they have other ways to test now uh, that are a little more reliable. And if you can make, if you can make sure that nobody has it, and then you don't let anyone else in. I mean, the key is the bubble concept. No one else is allowed in once you're set. So once you brought all the players in, once you verify that nobody has it, nobody has it, then you're all set up ready to go. Boom. Let's get going. And they've talked about how they think that players that have gotten or people that have gotten it are less susceptible or maybe even unable to get it again. Well, guess what? You know, there's some NBA players, obviously, that have had it. They're not going to be able to give it to anyone else because they're going to be past their the time where they are going to be able to infect other people. And so we're talking about people that don't have it or have had it and can't give it anymore, and everyone's vetted. That's why I think it's possible. Again, there's going to be things to keep in mind. Let's say the league says, all right, we're going to try to come back in August. Or let's say, I don't think August is realistic. Let's say they're going to come back in beginning of July. Let's say that. Well, the players are going to need a month to prepare. So... A lot of that's going to depend on when things get at least a little back to normal. A lot of that's uh, going to be in question. Where are they going to play, too, in Las Vegas? Obviously, the MGM Grand's got a large arena, but it's not for basketball. Obviously, it's, you know, it's 2020. We could probably get a basketball court in there. They could finally fi- probably find a way to do that. It's probably not an issue. Obviously, you have uh, the Las Vegas campus. UNLV is right there, and that's where, like for example, the Summer League takes place. They've got options. I think Las Vegas, by far, though, is going to be their best option. I'll tell you right now, man, who wouldn't love to be inside that bubble taking part in that? Obviously, there's going to be issues with, uh, like, is it going to, I'm assuming they'd have to have it, they'd find a way to televise it, because otherwise, it, I mean, I think it's pretty tough uh, to make any sort of revenue. And how about this? If you're the NBA, you come back in, let's say, July, and you're going to get two months of playoff basketball, you know, is that going to help the salary cap? Because now we're talking. It's the only thing people watch because nothing else is back at that point, at least as of right now. So there's lots of question marks as far as that is concerned. I'm very curious uh, what direction the league ends up actually going, uh, but time will tell on that. Obviously, it's going to be a process. Nothing's set in stone. Heck, nothing's even set in jello at this point. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow with the illness. And there's no way to know any of that stuff. I'm not claiming to be any sort of expert on it either. So I just uh, give the information as I have uh, per- seen it presented, and we kind of go from there. All right, so as the team is looking to try to get back-to-back championships, uh, we take a look at how they're doing so far. It's been a pretty good season so far. Uh, we are sitting with uh, 30. We are 30 and 18, almost at the trade deadline, actually. So uh, 30 and 19 now. It's been a 
pretty good. I, I would say this isn't the kind of season we had last season. Last season was much better. But, of course, at that point, you're talking about both Carl Towns and James Wiseman, Wiseman being on the team. Is there anyone we want to look to move on from? Are there any players that maybe don't make a lot of sense? Uh, one thing we run into is, wow, uh, D'Angelo Russell, our starting point guard, he has a left humerus fracture. He is going to be out for the next uh, one and a half to two months. So uh, we're going to get him back, hopefully by playoff time, if we make it. We're not exactly sitting at that position saying, wow, we've got a lot of flexibility. Uh, he was by far our best player at that position. Our backup was a 79, and our third string was Pat Beverly at a 76. So not a, not exactly ideal. Uh, definitely a little bit of a struggle there. Let's see how Ryan Saunders is uh, holding up here. What is he doing? And that is how he's got it going. He has our, our backup is long. Um, does he use... Let's see if he actually he does not use Pat Bev. So he's actually going with the one point guard as far as the team is concerned. Only plays him 28 minutes, and he's using some of the other players as kind of your uh, backup playmakers. So guys like Devin Vassell, uh, Josh Okogie probably to some extent, and um, it looks like even off the bench, the only guys getting minutes are all power forwards. <laughs> and then a center in McCurr Makers. So a very interesting lineup uh, choice by our coach. Uh, we'll see if it pays off. I don't think there's any changes we need to make as far as the roster is concerned via trade. We will take a look at contract extensions, although I'm not sure anyone really qualifies. Uh, Aaron Gordon would sign on, but he wants $14 million a year. He's 29 and 82 overall. We are going to hard pass there, and we'll jump into the second half of the season. All right, so as we're going through the second half, I want to talk about something that came up on my timeline today on Twitter, and it's an article or like a, kind of a uh, what-could-be from uh, Dane Moore from ZoneCoverage.com. Uh, some of the things he's talking about here are possible fits or players that the Wolves could look to trade as far as this offseason and players that would be fits. And so he goes through a number of players. The uh, first one he mentions is Karis LeVert. Uh, he talks about how he is under contract for uh, uh, three years. But does Karis LeVert make sense? I would say yes. If you could get Karis LeVert, you'd be very pleased probably. Uh, the big issue there, of course, is why would the Nets want to move on from him? Well, uh, the, the issue obviously would be for the Nets. They're getting Kevin Durant back. As long as he is healthy, uh, you know he'll be back. And so what are they going to do there? That's a position, obviously, of very good strength. Uh, what do they look to do with him? To other players from his article, we take a look at how the team ended up finishing here. So LaMelo Ball is your MVP. You have Mikey Williams as your Rookie of the Year. R.J. Hampton, sixth man. Giannis is your Defensive Player of the Year. And Jaden McDaniels is most improved. Ryan Saunders, coach of the year, 57-25. and 25. Very impressive there. Let's jump into the end of the season. Um, one thing I'm curious on, do we have any injuries with this team? And we're set. No injuries. That's going to be uh, pretty crucial as we uh, don't have a lot of depth at some of our positions. Here we go. First round taking on the eight-seed Utah Jazz. Utah's up 1-0. Utah's up 2-0. Uh, this is not a great uh, 2-1 as we're hoping to mount a comeback maybe. 3-1, we're down. And 3-2, maybe a comeback. 3-3, wow, we bring it to free, get it to seven games, find a way to win it. And uh, let's take a look at how did our guy James Wiseman do. Wow. Uh, in game seven, 45 points, 13 rebounds, four or sorry, three assists, two steals, a block, 17 of 28 from the field. He was 6 of 6 from three. Whew. Very impressive there. We move on to round number two, taking on Golden State Warriors. Uh, 1-0, 2-0, we are up. 2-1 as Golden State comes back a little bit. 2-2, they tie it. They take the lead, and we do move on. Wow, went to seven games again. 
How did he do? James Wiseman, very solid again, 28 points, 14 rebounds, 2 of 3 from the field. Or sorry, 2 of 3 from, from 3. And actually, as far as 3-point shooting is concerned, this team is incredible. Uh, you got uh, Devin Vassell was 4 of 7, Aaron Gordon 4 of 8. You had D'Angelo Russell 3 of 7, McCurr Maker 1 of 2. And that's why you're winning games right there, a very high-level shooting. We're taking on the two-seed Memphis Grizzlies now in the Western Conference Finals. We're up three games to none. Uh, They're going to try to come back, but they cannot do it. 4-1, we win it, and we move on to the championship, taking on the Chicago Bulls. 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, we are up. Ooh, they're trying to make a comeback. 3-2, 3-3. We do end up pulling it out. So Wiseman likes to uh, make things close. And he is your finals MVP. Wow, 94 overall at this stage of 23 years old. I'm going to say this. Uh, This was a player, whoever made this draft class, I think was a little uh, heavy-handed on uh, how good James Wiseman's going to be. But we don't make adjustments. We just kind of take the players as is. So there you go. We have James Wiseman, finals MVP, back-to-back championships. All right, he's he's looking to make a move here. I think that's pretty good. Obviously, we will jump now into the offseason. Hopefully, we can continue with uh, the streak. We're looking pretty good so far. Uh, it is the year 2025. Again, we are doing the pack prospect look at James Wiseman and his fit for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Two offseasons, we made a number of moves in order to pick up some uh, quality draft picks or some uh, draft capital and we actually moved up a couple spots in the lottery we now have a top three pick which is pretty cool able to add that to the already uh, blossoming core that the wolves have been able to build so far Uh, we'll jump through uh, the staff signing period Uh, you know again the things that we're doing when we're doing these pack prospects we're we're giving ourselves a high-end cfo because the wolves do have that high-end assistant gm because here's the deal you're the gm when you do these simulations so like I'm the GM in this case, but the person in charge of getting you uh, good contracts, getting good trades, that's going to be this assistant. And so to me, that's Gerson Rosas, and we've already shown he's very, very good in the NBA. We don't make many changes to Ryan Saunders. He is a B for offense, and uh, he's actually moved up to a B-plus for defense. Crazy. And then we have, of course, the um, a good defensive uh, coordinator, uh, just like we have in real life. But, of course, here we've made the change. Uh, as far as we haven't changed the the name of the person, so it, it still has it listed as being uh, Ed Pickney, actually. Uh, so obviously uh, that's not who it is, uh, but it's based off of uh, somebody else, and we've got that uh, so defensive coordinator situation set up. We do, of course, add the staff as far as the training camps, trainer, the guy that's going to give us the most training camps, and then the head scout, we give them max as well, and that's just to be consistent throughout all of these um, different pack prospect simulations. We're trying to be uh, as close as possible in terms of how we're able to uh, set up each player. So the things that are around them are going to be the same uh, throughout each simulation. So jumping to the NBA draft, this is going to be the first season where we actually do not have a user-made draft class. This is a draft class made by 2K. Those are hit or miss. So with a third pick in the draft, it could be bad. It's tough to say. In this case, that's uh, oh, pretty good. There's a Mattia DeLuca. He is a, let's see, he is a European prospect, 22 years of age, an 80 overall already. Uh, so that's pretty solid there. That's a, that's a guy we probably look to add. Even though he's going to be over in Europe one more, uh, overseas one more season, I think it makes too much sense. By far the best player. He's over in Italy. So uh, might have to keep him there a little longer. We don't want him bringing Corona over here. I guess we'll see what happens there. 
and uh, the other draft picks. We've got a, a few first-round draft picks, so some guys that will be able to uh, jump in and help us day one would be what we're looking at uh, for the rest of the picks. There is an 18-year-old, uh, a B-plus, Aaron Mayo, a power forward. Now, I would say we're pretty set at power forward, but that's just too good to pass up. That's good value. Uh, and he uh, comes out of a – he's directly from high school, so he's not a college prospect. So that's pretty good in terms of what you're going to build for the future. And he's a B-plus level overall, so very solid value there. It looks like if we jump ahead, our next pick uh, – again, the best player is going to be a power forward, obviously not a position of need. So it's one of those things where maybe we look to move the pick, or we can also search by the prospect project or pot- potential. And so – the best potential player is actually a player by the name of Eric Bellamy, he or Ellis Bellamy, from high school, an A-plus three-point shooter, and he's already going to be, his potential is an A. you got to take that. That's just too good to pass up. Unfortunately, he is listed as another power forward, but he's different. A good three-point shooter is one of those things where you can always use three-point shooting. Obviously, we're a team that really specializes in three-point shooting, so... I think that's pretty important for us to build there. And probably this is all we're going to need for picks. I think at this point it's probably good to move some of these picks for future draft considerations and see if we can get other assets as well. We were able to do just that. Uh, went through the trade finder, was able to move the rest of our picks for some future ones. And uh, overall I would say this is a very solid draft. And at this point, let's take a look at... Um, free agency and then maybe we'll do a little more in the off season but jump ahead mostly to the next season as we jump into free agency and we take a look at the roster itself we have a lot of power forwards like a lot of them and we have no shooting guards so it's kind of an interesting uh, predicament that we leave ourselves in on top of that we have three players whose bird rights we have and we're very very much over the cap here's the problem the players that we have bird rights for are all big men or power forwards or centers so one of which is McCurr Maker, and he's just too good to not re-sign. It makes it a little tough. Uh, we're going to be strapped at, at certain positions, but you got to make it work uh, because, of course, with bird rights, that's the only chance to really uh, maintain talent. We can't just grab random free agents that have talent because, of course, the issue you run into there is that we're way over the cap, so you can't just sign anybody that you want to. So kind of a goofy position that we're in, unfortunately, but got to make it work. And that's how this uh, this that's how this really uh, works out if you think about it. So uh, we're gonna take a look here. We jump through some hoops. We'll go through um, a little bit of uh, kind of trial and error here to see what works, what doesn't. Uh, we'll come back at you at the start of the next season. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing at Channel, and we are the Howl. So jumping back into this simulation again, we're doing the Pack Prospect. And, of course, that prospect is James Wiseman. Definitely a fan and NBA favorite. Again, I'm not completely sold on him. Obviously a player that is a lot of potential, but just a long ways to go to become the pro- the prospect a lot of people want him to be. Let's take a look at how our roster is uh, set up. We have D'Angelo Russell and Mo Long as our point guards. Shooting guard, we have uh, Mattia DeLuca, who is not actually here. He is actually over in Europe right now. He's a Eurostash Euro for one more year. Pretty good prospect, but he had to wait. So in the meantime, we grabbed a veteran, Muriel Shyock. Uh, great playmaker, great three-point shooter. So things to like about that. Not a great perimeter defender, but you know if you got to play him, you got to play him. We then have uh, Josh Akogi. These are all our small forwards. Josh Akogi, Devin Vassell, and Aid Lawal. Now again, we're going to give 
Devin Vassell his own actual prospect look. That's not what we're doing in this. It just happened to be he was available, and it was a guy that, that I am really, really high on. Made a lot of sense in the draft for us with that pick. Now, in real life, when we look back at this draft, Devin Vassell's not going to likely be available at the Brooklyn pick. So it's one of those things where we just lucked out. Uh, moving on to the power forwards, we have J.P. Evans, Drew Jackson, Omaha Blue, Aaron Mayo, Ron Nance, Alice Bellamy, and then two-way prospect Al Flores. And a lot of those guys have position flexibility, so some can play small forward, some can play center. So that's why it works out to have that many guys that are listed at the power forward position. That's just their main spot. Keep that in mind. Centers, we have James Wiseman, McCurmaker, and then Greg Day, who is our two-way prospect. Very, very solid. I think this is going to work out pretty good for us, uh, and we will start the simulation up. Now, we're, as we're waiting for the simulation to kind of keep moving, uh, kind of a change to something we talked about earlier. We mentioned the bubble, and when we look at the uh, bubble and the potential for the NBA season to continue in some form, likely probably playoffs would be my guess, uh, there's something interesting that, that just popped up uh, recently, and, uh, and it brings, uh, I guess, a little bit of positivity, but it depends on... A lot of it depends on you know how realistic things you want to be, I guess I would say. Uh, there's definitely negatives and positives when it comes to some of these ideas. So this is from Jeff Passan. Uh, Major League Baseball and the MLBPA are focusing on a plan backed by federal health officials that could have players in training camps by May and games soon thereafter. And I know a lot of people don't think this is realistic because players have families, and I get that. I 100% understand what people are talking about. Um, you know, Are players going to be willing for four months or four and a half months to stay away from their families. I think there's a lot of question marks. And that's the big negative there is that, you know, are you going to ask that of your players? I think that's tough. I, I really, really do. I think the NBA version would be a lot more realistic to me just because it'd be a longer amount of time if you just do the playoffs. And it wouldn't be every single player. So the logistics would be a little easier, if that makes sense. I mean, still not still not simple by any means, uh, but definitely easier. So uh, one thing to add to that now is they talk about, so Adrian Wojnarowski says the most important would be a significant increase in available coronavirus tests with a quick quick turnaround time, which sources familiar with the plan believe will happen by early May and allow MLB's testing not to diminish access for the general public. So that's good. That's one of the issues people have seen. So they talked about uh, this would be in Arizona, and then, of course, the bubble for the NBA would be in Vegas. Kind of an interesting uh, thing to keep in mind. But on top of that, and the reason I bring that up is there's more information now on the NBA's possible plan. Um, Baxter Holmes says, Sources tell ESPN that the NBA and NBA PA have been collaborating and assessing rapid response testing devices that in theory could yield accurate results within minutes, a process that represents a critical first step towards potentially resuming play. I think that's, I think that's huge, and I think that's very important. If you get testing, uh, my understanding is some of these tests that they're talking about would be able to give you results in as early as like five minutes. And we're talking rapid, rapid results. Now, for anyone that's had this test, now I have not had it. Uh, my understanding is it's not exactly pleasant. And so let me just stress right now that this is all hypothetical things. And, and as of right now, you got to stay inside. you got to be smart. you got to stay at home as much as you can. I just think it's very crucial at this time. And while we're not a medical show by any means here, we are just pushing um, some common sense when it comes to this time. And that's why we are putting out as much content as we are. You know, stay at home, listen to our show, listen to any other show. Remember, Dash Radio, nothing in that channel. It's free, free to download. It's commercial free. These are all things we can offer you during this time when you're, you know, stuck at home more often. So keep that in mind. 
But again, there are some positives, obviously. And I think if you're looking at what would be, I mean, for the NBA, obviously the positives. I think if you're one of the only leagues that is, is on right at that point, and it's and you're on during a time where you're not normally on, I think it's kind of interesting because your fan base probably changes. You might draw in more people. And, and what could the long-term effects be? If you're able to uh, you know, prove, like, hey, look at this, we're the only, let's say MLB can't make it, but the NBA can. What is, you know, now you're talking about the, everyone. I mean, who's not going to watch that? I mean, if you're craving sports, you're going to tune in. Maybe th- this gives the NBA a chance to recoup some of that money they've been losing. Maybe this changes salary cap. I mean, there's so many implications here if the NBA can find a way to make it work. And of all the leagues, if the NBA does, in fact, go just playoffs, I think it's doable. I do. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. And so I'm, I'm not trying to get your hopes up here, but I, I, we try to bring a little positivity, and I do think it, it's possible and definitely more possible for the NBA than it would be for uh, some of these other leagues, I think. Uh, jumping back in, by the way, to the simulation here, again, pack prospect James Wiseman. Uh, the team is 29-14 and 14 as we're about to jump into February. Very, very solid record. A lot to like there. Um, you know, things have worked out pretty good so far for us. We've had uh, some interesting trade offers. We got offered uh, R.J. Barrett, but uh, the problem with getting R.J. Barrett is you're losing one of the few guys in this trade they offered us. It would be R.J. Barrett for Josh Okoge and a first. So, first of all, Josh Okoge can play the two. We need everyone that can play the two that we can. But also, I'm not giving up Josh Okoge and a first-round pick for a guy that's about the same, just in terms of overall at this stage in their careers. Keep in mind, this is year 2026. Uh, so this is the 25-26 season, but we are in the second half of the season, or the the later half, so it is 2026 technically. Um, but a number of pretty good options at this point. The tough part when you get this late in the careers, you get a lot of uh, trade offers you can't just accept because you don't know the players, and that you know that kind of makes it tough. Um, let's take a look and see who is on the uh, All-Star rosters. We have not actually taken a look yet to see if James Wiseman's career includes All-Star capabilities. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, by the way, nine, sorry, six-time All-Star. He's not with us right now. He chose to go somewhere else, but cool to see. Uh, and James Wiseman, by the way, makes the All-Star. He is a starter for Team Killian Hayes. First of all, crazy Killian Hayes. How about that? Uh, but also, uh, James Wiseman, three-time All-Star, and he is a starter. So that is very cool to see. And he is, it looks like, our only All-Star. Oh, yeah, our only All-Star. Sorry, I, for a second I thought McCurr Maker made it, but that was just Markel Fultz making it for the first time. Also, Minnesota native in this simulation, uh, Trey Jones made it. So that's kind of cool there. Um, let's take a look at what the team uh, has so far. Has anyone hurt? You have uh, D'Angelo Russell with a sore left hand, just day-to-day. Uh, Devin Vassell is, uh, wow, he's pinched nerve in the back. He is hurt uh, four to six weeks. I don't believe he's actually out, but we'll check the actual official uh, injury report to make sure on that. Obviously, that'd be a pretty big loss. We don't exactly have a lot of depth. Uh, Vassal is just hurt, and so is Russell. So they're both playing through it, and they're not losing a ton of overall. They're not super injured, so it's not that bad. Uh, if we take a look at the team, I don't know that there's anyone we really want to trade. You're sitting at 32-17, and 17, uh, pretty solid squad. I don't think we can afford to make changes at this point. So we will uh, keep going. We will move on to the second half of the season and the simulations. Um, the one thing we will do before we move on, and you always got to remember to do this when you're doing simulations, double-check the contract extensions. D'Angelo Russell was willing to re-sign, and Josh Okogie was able to re-sign. Sometimes he's not willing to re-sign. I don't know if it's because he's not starting in a lot of these simulations right away, and maybe that's part of it, and he just kind of says, ah, I'm not doing that. 
One thing we do turn off, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, we always do turn off the effects that things like morale and um, chemistry have on the team because uh, it's just a – I think it's a little goofy. And if you turn on injuries and that, it just makes things a little tough to build teams at times. And we kept injuries on uh, in these simulations, but we are turning off uh, the effects those things have. Uh, jumping back into this article here by Baxter Holmes, again, NBA and the Players Union assessing potential COVID-19 rapid test options. Again, this would be if they were to go the bubble route. Uh, multiple league sources close to the situation said the league and Players Union have been looking at what those familiar with the matter describe as diabetes-like blood testing in which someone could, with the prick of a finger, be tested quickly and results be gained inside of 15 minutes. The reason why this is cool is because if there's a way to do that, because um, right now they have to go, you know, through your nose, and it's it's a it's a very uncomfortable process to say the least. It's my understanding. This would be huge if they were able to get to blood testing. I think it would make things a lot simpler, uh, not just for sports, obviously, but just for anyone getting a test. Uh, I think that's very cool. Now, the league sources stress that this matter is in the exploratory phase, so there is no clear timetable as to when the efficacy of such device might be proven. They also stress that advances in science and medicine are proceeding at a rapid pace with collaboration across borders, which offers hope that breakthrough solutions could be possible sooner rather than later. So again, there's no way to know if this is going to happen, but it is possible, it sounds like. And I think this is a little more positive news than even a few days ago. A lot of it was more speculative. And I think at this point we have um, at least some, some better ideas as to what could be possible, but you just don't know. Kind of a time will tell on that. We're sitting at 42-24, and 24. pretty good. Um, not as good as we've seen in some others. But, again, keep in mind, we're going for a three-peat here, and that's that's no easy task. Um, obviously, we had a three-peat with Anthony Edwards and during his pack prospect simulation. Now, again, uh, the bar is set high in these simulations when Denny of D, the first guy we do, one of my favorites, uh, still has missed, has still has not missed a finals appearance in any of the simulations we've done. So keep that in mind as we go through these. You know, if you get to three P, and then let's say you keep going, I mean, all of a sudden now we're talking James Wiseman could move up the list. Now, what we're going to do when we're through with all the pack prospects, we are going to list them off. We're going to kind of rank them based on the simulations. This is not going to be my personal ranking. It's not my big board. It's not my mock draft. It's meant purely for um, just purposes of enjoyment and just gives you another way to kind of grade uh, prospects as you look at these. Again, this is all very, um, you know, someone made these draft classes. It wasn't like this is an official list from the NBA or from NBA 2K or any of those things. This is all user-based. So, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, but I do think it, it gives you kind of a good look into uh, a fun simulation of what could be. We're sitting, it's uh, April 21st now. We just got our 53rd wins. We're 53-29. and 29. And let's see, here we go. Uh, season ended there. So 53-29. and 29. MVP is Luka Doncic. Rookie of the year is Anthony Roberts. B.J. Boston is your sixth man of the year. James Wiseman, how about that? Defensive player of the year. I have seen people say that you know his ceiling is something along those lines. In these simulations, he's reached it. 24.5 points, 12.6 rebounds, 2.9 assists, 1.5 steals, 1.7 blocks. Uh, he has not turned into a three-point shooter, only shooting uh, 29.9% there. But uh, you know, 78 from the, 78% from the free throw line is not terrible. Um, you know, there's there's interesting things there. Uh, most improved player is J.R. Waters. And Sidney Lowe is coach of the year, uh, former Timberwolf coach. Um, interesting. 
Uh, James Wiseman, by the way, all NBA first team. Very cool there. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns not with us again, but he is all NBA second team. And Devin Vassell, wow, Devin Vassell is uh, all NBA third team. Uh, very cool there. Let's take a look. Uh, obviously, James Wiseman is all defensive first team. And we wouldn't have any rookies because we don't play them that much. So we are the, the two seed. Uh, we're taking on the seven seed Houston Rockets here in round number one. How's this going to go? Let's take a look. Uh, 102-0, we are up on the Rockets. 2-1. Are they going to come back? 2-2. Two, two. All right, it's tied up. Can we move on? 3-2. Let's make it 4-2, guys. 4-2, we move on. And we are taking on... Uh, an upset was taken, so we are taking on the six seed Oklahoma City Thunder. And up above, uh, two more upsets. The five beats the four, and the eight beats the one. So uh, you got to like our chances there. We are definitely the best team currently. 1-1, uh, though, early on. 2-1 against Oklahoma City. 3-1 and 4-1. We move on to the Western Conference Finals. And we are taking on the eight seed Memphis Grizzlies, who have, are on a tear right now. Who is on this Memphis team? They have Cash Stanley. It looks like Shakir O'Neal, Bronny James. This is a really good team. They must have had some injuries during the season because this is a really good team. Let's take a look if we can do anything now. 1-0, we are up. 1-1, they tie it. 2-1, we're up. 3-1, we're up. And we move to the finals. Here it is, going for the three-peat. Can James Wiseman get it done? And how about this? He's also going for back-to-back finals MVPs. 1-0, uh, we're down. 1-1, we tied it. 2-1, we're down. 2-2, we tied it. 3-2, 4-2, we lose. James Wiseman just could not get it done. Finals MVP is Zaire Wade. Interesting there. Uh, so he's made three three appearances in the finals. I believe four, sorry. Four appearances, uh, two wins. Let's take a look here. Uh, James Wiseman, a pretty good game. Uh, only 13 points, on, but that oh, 5 of 18 shooting is real bad. Uh, but 13 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. I'm past the stat sheet, but he's got to shoot better. 5 of 18 from the field. 0 of 8 from three-point line? Man, Ryan Saunders needs to step in here, I think. Uh, I think we need to be a little more uh, hesitant on letting him shoot so many threes. In fact, uh, if we look at some of the other games here, man, he is he takes a lot of three-pointers, and it does not go well. In fact, uh, wow, in game number three, he had six points on two of 12 shooting. Man, James Wiseman was bad. Uh, you could, I think there's a good argument that as our best player, he was bad in those finals, and a big reason why we don't win it. I mean, I think that that tells a big story right there. I think that really sets up, uh, like I said, kind of a storyline uh, for where we're sitting at this point. Uh, let's take a look now. We're at the off season and uh, kind of the league meetings. I'll jump ahead to the lottery. I don't know if we have any lottery picks. Obviously, our own pick would not be lottery-based. It would be picks we've traded for, and we've made a number of trades over the last couple of years. So that actually could be in. We have we actually do have a couple shots at lottery picks. So let's take a look at the lottery here and see. Maybe we can move up. Uh, so, so far, it has been uh, two lottery selections. Nobody has moved up. Uh, that would be huge. If we could find a way to move up, I think we just have uh, a number of positions where guys are going to be uh, out of contract. And so it would be nice to have some talented pieces to add in there. The thing to keep in mind, though, of course, these are 2K uh, draft classes, so 2K made draft classes. And the problem you run into there, they're usually not very deep. They're very top-heavy a lot of the time. All right, so here we are at pick 10, and nothing's changed. So nobody has moved up, and it's not us yet. So we're going to have two top 10 picks right now, it looks like, as long as we don't lose protection. All right, so we just moved back, unfortunately. 
the Nuggets actually jumped ahead. So we are at pick number nine. So we have pick nine and pick eight. So both of our picks dropped a ton. Uh, so that that went as bad as it possibly could. Um, so we're at picks eight and nine. Maybe we can package those to move up. I guess we'll see. We're going to jump ahead, though. We'll, we'll finish through the offseason, and we'll come back at you at the uh, start of the 2026 season. You're listening to The Howl and, of course, Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, your source for all things basketball. All right, so jumping back in, let's take a look at the squad. Uh, point cards, we have D'Angelo Russell. We traded for Calvin Starks, who is a 21-year-old a point guard prospect, 78 overall. And then we have two-way prospect Matt Castle. Uh, then you have Mattia DeLuca is finally here uh, over um, from his uh, stint in the Euros. And then uh, Marial Shayak is still here. Small forward Josh Akogi, Devin Vassell, uh, Aid Lawal, and then rookie Ryan Townsend, who we drafted. We have J.P. Evans at the power forward position. Also, Drew Jackson, Omaha Ballou, Aaron Mayo, Ron Nance, and then two-way prospect Jordan McCaw. And then centers, of course, James Wiseman and McCurr Maker. James Wiseman, by the way, is all the way up to a 97 overall. And we actually never sent him to a training camp. That tells you just how uh, inflated his prospect, uh, sorry, his potential numbers are when you uh, use this draft class. And this is the uh, OES Ent. So I'm guessing OES Entertainment. Um, that is the name of the person or, or the the tag for the person that made this. All right, so we're jumping into this season. Uh, a fun talking point as we jump through this simulation. I found this pretty interesting. Obviously, there's not as much going around with uh, NBA since there's no games. Uh, but how about this? Ben Wallace doesn't think the Pistons would have won a title if they drafted Carmelo Anthony. Uh, speaking in a recent interview on the 120 Watts podcast, the former NBA player addressed the Pistons' decision to use the second overall pick of the 2003 NBA draft on Darko Milicic. Carmelo Anthony, now one of the league's biggest stars, went to the Denver Nuggets with the third pick. If we would have drafted Carmelo, I honestly don't think we would have ever won a championship, Wallace said. Melo wanted to play right away. It would have had the potential to disrupt the team chemistry. Um, you know, for years, I think a lot of people were like, wow, what if they had drafted Carmelo? How good could they have been? You know, questions like that. But ultimately, if you think about it, maybe this is true. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they had a good thing, and obviously they were one of – I mean, that was a that was a fantastic team. I mean, it seriously was. Such good um, – such talent top to bottom. Lots of things to like about that squad, obviously, and uh, very, very talented. And I think it's a, an interesting question, to say the least. Uh, people are kind of uh, all over the place on this, but uh, to me, I do think uh, on face value, I, I think there's something to it. But it still would have been interesting, and maybe what we'll do down the road, maybe we'll try this simulation, and we got, we're got we quarantined right now, guys. There's uh, obviously lots of things we can try, lots of things we can go over to bring you content. I think that'd be kind of interesting. What would have happened uh, to the Pistons uh, had that happened, had they drafted him? Obviously, Darko did not uh, turn out the way people hoped. Although I will add, I liked Darko when he played for the Wolves. There were some fun moments. Uh, there's, there's a really fun moment where he set a screen on somebody and stood over him, kind of like looking at him like, you want to go? Because we can go if you want. And I lo- there was a, it was one of my favorite moments. I wish I could remember who it was against, and I wish I could, could find the clip. I remember last time I looked... The clip was no longer on YouTube, unfortunately, uh, but that was a that was a lot of fun. Uh, I I definitely enjoyed his little stint here. I was probably more hopeful than most. They took a chance on him, very similar to when we brought in Michael Beasley. I was like, ah, can we maybe make something out of this? Obviously, in both cases, uh, y- you know, it wasn't exactly uh, you know turning um, coal into diamonds, but 
uh, it is what it is. They're part of uh, Timberwolves lore, and they add to the, kind of the storied uh, weirdness of our franchise, I guess you could say. Uh, looking at the simulation, it's not good. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's not good. Uh, we are 16-11 and 11 as we uh, just passed Christmas. 17-11, uh, get one more win here. Let's take a look at the injury report. Is anyone out? Uh, oh, Matty, Mattia DeLuca is out. He's been out for a while, it looks like, and he's out two to four more weeks, a sprained right knee. We do not have we do not have the depth of that position for that to happen. So that definitely puts our squad uh, a little bit behind uh, the curve, if you ask me. But maybe we can overcome. Maybe we can find a way to win. But right now it's been uh, I mean we're only five games above 500. It has obviously been this is I would say our worst season we've had in a while. So that's one thing to keep in mind. James Wiseman, of course, going for his either fourth or fifth straight finals appearance. Uh, he did lose last year, obviously, so he's not able to keep up that streak. And we're only four games above 500 now. A few losses in a row. It's not turning out great. Uh, hopefully they can find a way to fix this. We are now in the uh, first week of January and uh, you know, a few weeks away from the trade deadline. Let's take a look at contract extensions. Is there anyone that would be coming up? Oh, uh, James Wiseman would sign a contract extension. That's important since he's the whole reason we're doing this. So we will jump ahead there and make sure that gets done. And we'll go to the trade deadline and see what happens. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what the issue really is with uh, this squad. I, I hope it's just that that DeLuca player uh, is hurt. And that's set us back a little bit just because we really planned on him uh, playing some major minutes now. Obviously, we still have Devin Vassell. We still have Josh Okoge. So it's not like we're completely shorthanded. And we do have... The veteran we picked up, that's a very solid playmaker and three-point shooter. So you have options. But when you lose a guy that's you know in that 85 to 90 overall range, I mean, that's tough to, that's tough to replace. Uh, that just adds um, a bigger burden to some of those other players. Of course, we got a lot of talent on this team. So you know, I looked at James Wiseman. He's a 97 overall. You're that good. And with the other talent that's around him, there's really no excuse. Uh, you know, Shooting guard aside, you got to win games. And so far in this season, it hasn't been – as good as some of the others, at least. Uh, 25 and 17 is the record right now as we are about to hit the end of January. Not many picks, actually, or not many trades have been offered to us. Uh, we did just get an interesting one. Malik Beasley in a first-round pick as lottery protected for McCurr Maker. <clears throat> now, Beasley's in 91 now. We lost him, I want to say, two or three years ago. So this could be an interesting trade. It gives us some depth, but we're going to pass. I don't want to ruin... Let's see, we have 87, yeah, 87, 90% chemistry now. Not great. We've seen in some of these other simulations, the other pack prospects we've done, the, the chemistry getting up to like 100%. I personally have not seen that yet with Wiseman, but we haven't been watching it as closely as we do other times. We are on a bit of a, a winning streak right now, which is good to see. Uh, 29 and 18 is the record currently, which is pretty good. I mean, it's not great, but considering, you know, a couple weeks ago, we were only four games above 500. We're trending in the right direction, at least. We are on a four-game winning streak right now. Hopefully, we can keep that up as we're about to hit the all-star selection process. So we'll take a look there. We're still on a winning streak. We just won our last game before that. Let's take a look. Does James Wiseman make – I mean, he's got to, right? He's got to make the all-star game. Uh, in fact, he's hopefully a starter. So it is still Team Luca and Team Killian Hayes. And let's – uh, no, he is not a starter. Wow. In fact, he's not even a reserve. So he's a 97 overall, and he did not make the All-Star game. Uh, Devin Vassell, by the way, uh, he did make it here, which is pretty cool to see. 
Anyone else on our squad make the team? Uh, nope. Let's take a look. Is some is he hurt? Maybe he's hurt. Nope, he's not hurt, so he's just not having a great season. Let's take a look here. As a 97 overall, what is he doing with statistics? Um, let's go to our team specifically. Uh, 21 points per game. You know, 12.7 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, 1.7 blocks. I'm putting up pretty good numbers here. Now, his field goal percentage is way down. Uh, it was 52 or 53 last season. It's down to 48. He's shooting 22% from three point. Man, the guy needs to stop shooting threes. I mean, he's taking five a game. So that's not exactly a, a minute sample size. Uh, his free throw shooting is down. Man, I mean, he's only 25. Let's not pretend he's, you know, it's, it's in the twilight of his career. Not good, man. Not good. And I think, you know, this matches up with what we've been saying. We're just not big fan. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of his here. And, uh, not only am I not a big fan of, of James Wiseman with the Timberwolves, but just in general, I think, if you draft him super high, again, we talked about this, the center position in the NBA is going the same way as the NFL is taking the running back position. It's just not that big of a deal. It's not as important of a position as what you're used to seeing. So keep that in mind. Uh, we're at the trade deadline now. Let's take a look at the squad. Is there anyone we want to look to move on from? The As we take a look at our... wow. We've pissed off some players, I'll tell you that. We sent down one of our power forward prospects. 100% chemistry. We are at 100% chemistry. We are making no changes. We are 32-18. and 18. So we've definitely uh, made the turn, and we're playing a lot better than we were. We've already taken care of contract extensions, so we don't need to worry about that. And we can jump ahead to the end of the season. So we'll stop here and come back at you at the end of the season's simulation. Again, this is the 26-27 season. We are pack prospect James Wiseman. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl. All right, here we go. We uh, finished the season 52-30, and 90% chemistry, so it did drop quite a bit. MVP is LaMelo Ball. How about that with the Golden State Warriors? Uh, rookie of the year is Mattia DeLuca. So our, our rookie, uh, despite being out for a little bit. Oh, wow. So there must have been some sort of an overlap here. So while he is the rookie, he's not our rookie. So Mattia DeLuca is with the Spurs, which means somehow these draft classes that we have, there must have been some overlap. Some of the players uh, must be in multiple years. So somebody is just kind of uh, estimating when he comes over wrong. Uh, Bryce Griggs is your sixth man of the year. Evan Mobley, Defensive Player of the Year. Gabe Sims is your most improved. Michael Stauffer is your Coach of the Year. And let's take a look. Uh, first team, nobody on that one. Second team, third team. Okay, so Devin Vassell and James Wiseman do make All-NBA third team. And let's take a look at the defensive numbers. Wow, so James Wiseman was Defensive Player of the Year last year. He didn't even make an All-Defensive team this year. So that uh, is a struggle there. But All-Rookie First Team, our Maddie DeLuca, uh, does make it. So... Uh, interesting. Uh, both <laughs> both Mattia DeLuca's make it in the second uh, or first team uh, all-rookie, but come over the same year, which is weird. Uh, first round, here we go. It is, wow, we're down 2-0 to the Golden State Warriors. We are the three seed. 2-1, uh, 2-2 we came back. And let's see, 3-2 we're up. And do we move on? 4-2 we move on. Wow, we're starting off 2-0. I, I was not thrilled there, uh, losing the two home games. We're taking on the seven seed as, again, we have an upset. Uh, 1-0, we're up on the seven seed, Utah Jazz. 2-0, uh, 2-1, Jazz trying to come back here. 2-2. 2-3, we are down. 3-3, ooh. Man, James Wiseman's making it close. Let's take a look here. What did he do? Oof, James Wiseman with a, just a terrible game seven. Uh, 18 points, uh, nine rebounds, one assist. 
Uh, five and nine shooting is not bad. Two of five from three. But overall, I mean, you want more than that. Although, if you look about the guys ahead of him, uh, our eight at Lawal had 28 points. Russell had 26. Uh, Devin Vassell had 25. So I guess you look at that, I and mean, we had a lot of uh, players playing well. So he didn't have to do as much. Let's take a look here. Western Conference Finals. We're taking on the one-seed Spurs. Uh, we're down 2-1. We're down 3-1 and 3-2, and that's it. We've been eliminated. So James Wiseman, uh, definitely moving down the list a little bit now. And I think that's where we're going to end it for this week's show. I think this is a, a pretty good opportunity for us to uh, take a break from the James Wiseman pack prospects and uh, maybe come back to you. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely come back uh, again with this. I'm not sure if it'll be next week, uh, but we will come back with more from James Wiseman and the Pack Prospects. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute Channel, and we are The Howl.